Gotta take a deep breath before you talk about closet clear out. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we will be talking about some of our secret posh tips. We've hinted at these before, and we're finally going to reveal some of the secret tips that we use all the time um, to make sales on Poshmark. Yes. I feel like we talk about a lot of our normal routines uh, a lot, but these are more like secret hacks that we use. Yes. A little lesser known, um, but you might want to incorporate them into your strategy because they are very effective. (laughs) Yeah. So before we get into all of that, what's going on this week? How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. I had our cousin Shelby in town with her husband, Mike, and their brand new five-month-old baby, Beckett. So they were visiting from May 1st through 6th. Uh, Nice. We had so much fun. We were hitting the pool every day. (laughs) Um, I feel like when you have family in town, it's like you kind of feel like a tourist in your own town too. So like we went yeah. to the aquarium here, which was fun. I'd never been to that. We went up to Sedona, um, did a hike and went to the little like downtown cute little shopping area there. Nice. Which was so fun. And yeah, then- you got to go to all the stops. I mean, exactly. Show them a good time. <laughs> um, we, so they were here, obviously this, like I said last week, it was like my first time taking like where I know I like the focus wasn't going to be like on posh as much. Yeah. So I feel like it went really well though. I I, I was kind of getting down on myself. Um, not down on myself. I was having a blast while they were here, but I was kind of like, <laughs> Oh, I'm really not thinking about my posh a lot. Like I'm barely sharing my closet, but yeah. I kind of forgot that a lot of the prep work I did really did pay off. So while they were here, the first through six, I had five listings, new listings scheduled to go live every day. And that was like oh, so wow. nice because I didn't have to even think about it. It was just yeah, you know, items being added to my closet. And then, like I said, I shared my closet probably like once before I went to bed every night. Honestly, some days that was like all I did Poshmark related. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to kind of check in here and there and just send offers to likers. I was even kind of more casual about sending the personal messages to people. I was just like sending like offers kind of blasting offers out whenever I thought of it. Yeah. And I added it up and while they were here, I still made a few hundred dollars of sales. So I'm feeling really good about that. Um, I stopped at the post office once and and shipped it out. So Posh was able to keep rolling, even though I was really not paying attention to it. (laughs) Yeah. More like passive this or past week, which is awesome that you're still able to like make some sales and like start out the month strong. So that's awesome. And then I posted about this on my Instagram yesterday, but so they left Thursday morning and then Thursday I kind of got back in the routine of just sharing the closet um, yeah, more regularly and, and doing my normal routine with sending offers to likers, with sending all the messages and stuff. 
And then yesterday on Friday, I've been wanting to try out Ashley from Recloth Collection posts about this a lot where part of her routine is on like every other Friday, she sends offers to likers on her entire closet. Yeah. And she says you have to do like, not like what you're wanting to get for the item, but like the lowest offer you would accept for the item. So really, really good offers, not just like the normal, like 10, 20, 30% off. I was yeah. doing like half off some of these things. Obviously, I didn't do that on like some of the newer stuff, but like especially the older stuff, I was like, I'd rather just clear it out. And it was crazy. I made 16 <laughs> sales when it was all said and done yesterday. I almost made $500 in just the one day, which like oh doubled my, my whole month for May. <laughs> that works. If you haven't tried it, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, oh, I, I send offers like whenever I get a new like in. I yeah. feel like I'm pretty good about that, but I feel like this is like the secret sauce we've been missing of how we like circle <laughs> back on like some of the stale likes. Yeah. And I feel like it goes hand in hand with like, like normally you and I try to copy the listings after they're 60 days old and that deletes all the old likes off. So I feel like this is like a really good last ditch effort. To, uh, with these um, people. Yeah. We're like, Hey, here's my lowest <laughs> price. And then if they still don't buy it, you can kind of copy the listing and delete it the next day yeah and kind of feel good about like hey they weren't gonna buy it at my lowest price like I gave everyone a chance now it has a fresh start again yeah but I mean I'm sure it probably won't always work out as well as it did yesterday but I mean I was texting you all day Maddie just like <laughs> 14 sales I was like using the effects on my phone to like <laughs> Yeah, I was getting like the live updates. I think at the beginning of the day, you had like three and we were like shocked. We were so excited. Yeah. And like all day, it kept just like they kept rolling in. And you were saying too, you, your closet's pretty big and it still didn't take you that long to send out all of the like offers to likers. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I, yesterday morning at like 830, I was like, I'm going to try this out. And I, what I did is first you sort your closet by likes. So that way the items with the most likes are at the top. And then I mm. also filtered out. So it was like anything that had sold wasn't part of it anymore, only the available items. And then, yeah, you just, I, I started with those items first and just went down the list until I started getting to the things that only had one like. I honestly don't even know if I got through the entire, entire one likes, but still it was like a huge chunk of items that only had two likes, one like. Yeah. And some of those sold. Like I would have thought like those didn't have a chance at all. They only have one like, but you know, you're sending yeah. your lowest offer. Yeah. It only took probably like maybe 45 minutes to an hour in the morning. I have a pretty large closet at this point. And, um, by like 10 AM, I think I was, that was when I was already up to seven sales, which was like, that does not happen. <laughs> ever <laughs> like I normally don't even get seven sales the whole day normally so yeah <laughs> yeah record-breaking sales day for me for sure yesterday so that, that was... I'm gonna be definitely doing again yeah that was so exciting you were like texting me all the updates and then at some point I was like um we went to Waco just for the day to like go look around and just kind of bum around there and we're going to be driving back. And I'm like, should I do this too? Like, is it too I'm late? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's only 3 p.m. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, do it, do it. And I ended up getting like four sales for the day, which like obviously isn't 16, but like still like, I don't think 
like three of those sales, I don't think I would have gotten if I wouldn't have done it. So like, it does make a big difference. And my closet's a lot smaller. And I did, I did send it on all of the ones that only have one like. Yeah, I, to be honest, at, at, after I talked to you, then I circled back and I started doing some of the one likes again too. So yeah. Definitely yeah, do it. <laughs> it's definitely going to be something we do more regularly. And yeah, like the copy listing, I am always hesitant. Like that's kind of been one of my goals recently is to like always be up to date on that. And sometimes when you're too up to date on it, you're like, did I give these a good enough chance? Like, should I relist it? And do, like using this method, like you said, like um, kind of helps you be okay with relisting it. If yeah. you know what I mean? So just goes yeah. to show like the people we follow on Instagram that are really like recloth collection is honestly Killing goals. It. Yeah. I think she's part-time reseller, but she makes more than a full-time income. Oh yeah. She has an yeah. assistant. It's like a, it's a very legit operation. From yeah. We can see. So yeah. I know she has like a ebook that she wrote that has all of her tips and tricks. And honestly, um, the cost for the ebook up front, we both been like, oh, like, is it worth it? Is it not? And just trying out this one free tip she gave, I'm like, okay, I think we might need to buy the book now. I know. I know. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> if you can make $500 in one day with the free tip. I'm on. like, I need everything she knows. <laughs> yeah. I need like a one-on-one -on -one session. <laughs> yeah. True. True. What's new with you this week? Um, Not as exciting <laughs> updates. Um, I was just like really feeling it yesterday though. Like all the momentum as we were talking about of your sales. And then I had a couple sales and I was just like really excited about posh, which is awesome. Um, so I like was thinking back to like, okay, what were my best months of sales? And I was realizing that like a lot of my best months were months that I like was more active on Mercari trying to like get buyers in more than one way. Mm. Um, so last night when we were driving back, I like sorted my Poshmark closet from like highest price to lowest for active listings and started cross listing. Like if I didn't have it already on Mercari, I like cross list the like highest price ones just to get like a better chance for those ones, like more bang for your buck. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to, like, I really haven't like thought about Mercari at all, like in the last few months. So I'm excited to like get back into that more. Yeah. I have horrible luck on Mercari, but you really have had success with that in the past and it is smart to cross list. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> you should do it. Um, and one other update, which I like meant to get to before we started recording, but you know, just didn't work out, um, is like the whole bookkeeping side of this. So like my day job is an accountant, so I kind of love the bookkeeping side. Um, but can't relate just, just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the like seasonality of my job, it's like getting done with like the busy time of the year. So kind of getting more available. And um, I want to catch up on the bookkeeping just to make sure like all of my receipts are like accounted for in an Excel spreadsheet and um, like keeping an eye on the cost. I like feel good about it just because I haven't been sourcing as much so far in 2021 as I was last year. So I'm like, I know I'm in the green, but it's always nice to kind of see those numbers throughout the year before like it gets to like, tax time and stuff like that mm -hmm. um 
maybe sometime we'll do a more in-depth episode on bookkeeping if people are interested, but yeah, um, I could probably use that episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that would be a good topic to go over because there's a lot that goes into it. You want to keep it simple and like maintainable and manageable for you, but also it's as a business, it's important to know like how much money is going out and how much is coming in and you can't just turn a blind eye to it. Um, yeah not smart to do that <laughs> yeah I think we both have like a kind of like I just keep all of my receipts in like a folder and then once they're entered into the spreadsheet then they go into like a different pocket of the folder I know you have like a cool little like yeah I started this year I bought at Goodwill um how fitting <laughs> had to get a deal one of those like a, I mean you could just buy it for probably like two dollars at Target so you could splurge but I was at Goodwill I saw one it's one of those like accordion I think it's four receipts, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it has the little like uh, cardstock tabs that have like January, February, March, April, May. And then every time I go sourcing, I just put my receipts in the right month in there, um, which is nice to have them all on file that way. Yeah. And then it keeps it easy too because, you know, you do got to put them in a spreadsheet so that way you have a running total of everything and you're not just adding it all up at the end of the year. Yeah. Recommend the accordion. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for our newest segment. So every week now we give a Posh News update of what's going on in the Posh world, what's going on in the app, um, in the reseller community. So this week we have two updates. Yes. I know last week it was a slow week, but this week we're back. Picked up. Bringing you all the top headlines. <laughs> So the first update is um, they Poshmark is partnering with Google Play and they're offering $10 off a $30 purchase if you like link your account to Google Play or something, um, which is a pretty good discount, I think. And I was thinking too that like if you were a new member I'm pretty sure you could stack this with the $10 off you already get, which would be $20 off. So um, I think this is awesome, like a good way to get people motivated to like buy on Poshmark rather than other sites. And it could be a great way to get new people um, kind of in the mix. I, I know the first time you buy something on Poshmark, you might be like hesitant of like, is this legit? What's going on? So getting mm-hmm. those big discounts on your first item, I feel like yeah. gets a lot of shoppers in the door. Yeah. I think it's a good thing for people that are just looking to buy on Poshmark to get an incentive to try buying secondhand if they haven't really done much yeah. of that before. And then if you're in reselling to have a $20 credit on Posh, you could definitely source on Posh and then yeah. sell it for a profit. So always looking for ways to save money. And I do love that they're partnering up with like a big brand like that. I feel like that's really good for Poshmark in general. The second headline this week is there has been a new update where actual retail brands are able to sell on Poshmark now. So like, I think like Levi's can sell, like has has a, a verified account where they are selling like new tags Levi's like straight Mm -hmm. to customers on Poshmark and other brands can be verified to do this too. I've seen a lot of buzz about this in the community in the last week 
because it's kind of scary as a reseller. Like the whole reason you, you know, you're selling on Posh is um, it was all secondhand or it was all like small um, people cleaning out their closets. So it's kind of daunting that like now the brands can sell their own stuff on the, on Poshmark too. What are your thoughts, Maddie? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I was looking a little bit to see like what brands are doing this. Cause I was worried also, um, free people is for sure made well, at least so far isn't. And those were the main ones I looked at. I'm forgetting what else I looked at, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, okay, how can I compete <laughs> yeah. with free people, the brand? <laughs> against me that's just it seems a little backwards i know one of our updates recently was talking about how poshmark was like supporting small businesses and doing these grants and stuff like that which we love to see that kind of stuff like supporting other resellers and even like boutiques and stuff like that but this seems like it's helping like the big stores which like goes kind of don't really seem like they mission statement of normally it's like shopping small and like yeah girl boss and like that kind of stuff so yeah um i know a lot of people like um don't really buy the like new with tag stuff anyway because like you have to pay a little bit more and they're kind of looking for something maybe like more off the beaten path that's like not available in stores anymore so i don't think it's gonna like affect us too much yet i think i i'll be more worried once if they add more brands and if the brands start doing like their own stuff secondhand or like deeper discounts you know what i mean yeah that's i guess my question is are they listing like if it's free people listing new attacks. new new tags new items at the same price that it's already available on the free people website or is it at a special deal or like items that's that's kind of confusing because i guess people could always go buy new free people at free people so if it's just that maybe it isn't as big of a concern because you know for the most part resellers are selling maybe last season styles at a discount yeah for the majority of it but yeah i mean when you just hear it it does just kind of leave a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth it's like why do you have to be on posh yeah because I did notice they, they have like the original price and then like the Poshmark price, like a little bit of a difference there. Mm. But kind of like you were saying on like the normal website, they have kind of sales all the time, like mm-hmm. these retailers. So like maybe they're actually really similar to their um, their price on their website. It's just getting another market. but Or maybe they're going to put more of their, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. I, I don't really know, but maybe yeah. it would make sense to me if like a retail store, um, cause normally they have a clearance section on their site. Maybe they would move those items over to posh more. You know what I mean? Like put like True. the discounted items that they're already going to be selling at a discount on their own website. Um, and that they would know that that, that would be a good spot to put things that were on a deal. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully it just doesn't catch on. <laughs> Part that we love about Poshmark is it's like, a lot of people just kind of doing it on their own on the side and, you know, yeah, going to the thrift store and sourcing for stuff. Like I feel like is one thing, but yeah, this is definitely a little weird. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep you updated if we learn more, if, uh, more brands start doing this as well. True. All right. Our next segment is our new segment, our Q and a, where we're going to be answering a listener question every week. And this week we have a special edition for mother's day. Yes. I posted on our 
Sister Suposh Instagram asking for listener questions a few weeks back. And two of the questions that were submitted were actually from our mom, Mary, and our stepmom, Kristen. So we thought it'd be fitting to answer their two questions this week as a special Mother's Day surprise. Woohoo! <laughs> And also, thank you to both of you for supporting our podcast and for engaging with our Instagram posts. That was really sweet. I, I sent Maddie a screenshot right away. I'm like, oh, look who answered. <laughs> yes, we definitely appreciate that for sure. So the first question from our mom <laughs> is, what is the first thing you sold on Poshmark? So we scrolled all the way back to our first items that we sold and decided to use like items that we had sourced and sold rather than like our personal items. I think we both sold a couple personal items first and then got hooked. And then we started getting the mystery boxes. Yeah. So we <laughs> took it as what's the first item that we sold that was a true reselling. Like we purchased, we, we sourced yes. it and then we flipped it. Yeah. Yes. So mine is this gap stripe t-shirt dress with pockets. Um, I got it in a mystery box. I don't have the exact price of what I paid, but I remember at the beginning I was using those $10 offs. I was sending probably rude lowball offers. <laughs> Trying so, to score that deal. I can't imagine it was more than $3 for this dress. Hey, and pretty good flip. Yeah, I sold it for $20. I remember it was one of those where like I listed it and then the next, I don't know if it was the next day, but it was one of those where you woke up to like the sale, which is like oh, the best way to start best. a day when you're like not Talk expecting about momentum. It. That's yeah. the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I sold it for $20. I was so pumped. Ugh, just so exciting. I remember the packaging I like... <laughs> used was probably so janky but i was pumped <laughs> love it love to see it what was yours it's kind of the same story so my first thing that i actually flipped was i had bought a mystery box of anthropology and free people tops and i definitely probably overpaid for the box where they were all <laughs> like ten dollars an item or something um but i sold this cream colored free people like peasant blouse top i titled it flowing peasant blouse <laughs> nice <laughs> so that really gets the clicks if you're wondering <laughs> um and I sold it for 26 dollars so I'm sure that was super exciting you know at yeah. the time um would I source a mystery box of tops <laughs> at that price again after knowing you can find them at Goodwill for maybe like five dollars each probably not but it got you me gotta started start somewhere gotta start somewhere you got to make the mistakes and yeah. um Either way, I made my money, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our second question was from Kristen, our stepmom, and she asked, what is the weirdest item we found thrifting? I think the weirdest item, and this is like multiple items I've seen, is like personalized graphic tees that are at Goodwill. So it's like Gina's bachelorette party yes <laughs> like sometimes there's like 10 of them in a row yeah or like softball team something it's like, like the johnson family reunion or something like that yeah where there's like a whole batch that's so true like what are the odds someone is gonna want this exact shirt i don't know maybe maybe it works out but i think that's just so funny to see like a personalized tea yeah someone donated like <laughs> 
when I was at Goodwill the other day, I just saw like, um, I think it was for like a music festival or something, but it, uh, I don't know if like it got canceled or something because of oh, last no. year, but there was like literally like a whole rack of just all these same t-shirts and all the sizes that were um, this certain festival. That totally reminds me of that. Oh my god! And it also kind of reminds me of like you hear like after the Super Bowl, they like they already pre-printed the shirts for like yeah. either team to win, and like they like ship the team that didn't win shirts like to a different country or something. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> that vibe. Yeah, I've seen it too. Like, like how some stores like if they have like clearance or something that's like not selling they give it to goodwill and you see like a bunch of like target like shirts new attacks like all the same one right in a row which is maybe like first you're excited and then you're like "Mm, doesn't seem like anyone even wanted it at target exactly (laughs) so you're like "Mm, maybe not but maybe pass yeah the weirdest thing that i think i found while thrifting is kind of funny so it's not even that weird of a shirt, but it's just funny how it all so happened. Ironic. Yeah. So I was like just browsing through the men's t-shirt section. Um, sometimes you can find some like good like vintage band tees and stuff that go for a lot on Posh in there. Yeah. And I came across this shirt that was like um, – it said like, I am part of the medical lab team. I am – hardworking, awesome, care about patients. It was like one of those where it's like all these different words around it describing the medical lab team. And my husband, Rick, works in a medical lab. So I'm like, oh my gosh, he needs this shirt. It's it's couldn't it be going to a better home. <laughs> it was like one dollar too. I kind of bought it thinking it'd be like funny and he'd be like eye rolling it, but like he loved it. He wears it all the time. He's like, this is so true. I am trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I have integrity, attention to detail, whatever it says. So pick me up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I came across that. And it's just so like like whoever donated it was probably like, mm, this is lame. And now Rick just proudly wears it yeah. with his pajamas like every day. Yeah. <laughs> then we had some honorable honorable mentions of just other random things we could think of that we see at the thrift store. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah. One time when we were in Phoenix, we had like an itch to play the game Seen It which is like a board game, but you have to like use a DVD player and it like plays clips on the TV. Like our family was really into it. I don't know if other people remember that. I think that it was from kind like of early a moment. It was a movement. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being popular. So um, we like just casually went to like the board game section and we found like every version of Seen It. So they make like Disney Seen It, Disney Channel Seen It, adult seen it like friends seen it harry potter seen it (laughs) (laughs) we went to multiple goodwills and like each one had a lot of seen it's we were thinking about it and we're like it's kind of like the perfect storm for a goodwill because it's like dvd players are kind of becoming less of a thing in people's houses and you need that to play the game so it's like where did all the seen it's end up and the answer is at goodwill (laughs) goodwill so if you're ever just itching to play seen it Go over to Goodwill. I'm sure they'll have it. Brings back the nostalgia. I, like I said, and some other episodes, I used to work as a retail manager. um, And I worked 
previously for H&M. And then before that, I was a store manager for Aeropostale. So my favorite thing is whenever I'm like going down the racks and I just see like ghosts from my past jobs where it's like, <laughs> I remember this collection launching the Bethany Moda collection at Aero was like a huge collab for us at the time. Yeah. And I'll like see pieces from that. And I'm just like, oh, memories or just like, <laughs> the the set that was like in the a area when i first started at h&m i'm like i remember this print like whenever we were setting a launch we would like uh have a sheet that had all the key pieces and like what the mood board for that trend was and it's just yeah. like funny coming across those items again but because like the tags have changed too right so it's like when you see like an old H&M tag. Yeah. And it's just like funny because I spot them like a mile away. I'm like, I, I remember you. <laughs> I probably like was stressed out about you at one point. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. So that was a funny one. Uh, one time I just remember like weirdly in the like uh, kitchen appliances, I always see a lot of popcorn machines, which I'm like, how would anyone ever part with those? We're such popcorn lovers. Yeah. Can't but relate. I guess that's like a common one that people get rid of at the thrift store. And then I have like one heartbreaker. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a heartbreaker. I, I don't know. But one of the first times I went to Goodwill in Phoenix, I was looking at the purses and there was like a Louis Vuitton purse, kind of like a larger size one. And I think it was marked at like $25 or something. And I was like, oh my goodness, too steep. I only stick to like the, the $3 <laughs> exhilarations at this time in my reselling life. And I have no idea. Maybe it was a total fake, but I remember looking at it and I should have bought it or I should have, I should have looked into it more to see if I thought it was real. And that yeah. could have been a great flip, 25 bucks. Yeah, that could have been huge. I, I would have just used it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, so keep an eye out for the, the luxury brands at the thrift store. Obviously, there are a lot of uh, fakes sometimes, but if you could find a real Louis Vuitton at Goodwill. Oh, that'd be wild. I haven't come across it since, but. <laughs> I had one time where. It was like when they still had the line outside of the Goodwill going mm -hmm. and there was this like just like sad little garbage bag like up against the Goodwill like sitting there and I saw Madewell jeans like at the top of it like it was kind of open and it was like you should have taken it. I know I still regret it. I should have just taken the bag like it. I should have taken it for sure. Do you think someone was trying to donate it and just like only like half way made it into getting it donated <laughs> i don't know or like they went there like after hours or something but like you just know that like in that bag there was other good items you know what i mean like when you see like one good item there's gonna be more so i mean it still keeps me up at night it's hard for me to talk about so <laughs> just yeah kidding. you should have taken it regrets you're gonna live with that one forever i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that those are some of our weirdest items we've seen so far. You can find anything at the thrift, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the main topic up for discussion today is our secret, secret tips and tricks. These are not just your average normal tips, like sharing your closet, talking to the buyers. These are more of like our secret hacks that we use that we don't talk about as often. 
And one thing, if you listen to our, some of our early, early episodes, we used to always tease that we were going to be talking about Maddie's secret method in an upcoming episode. And today it's happening. So Maddie, start us off with our first secret posh tip. What is your secret, secret method? All right. The day has come. I will share <laughs> my method. <laughs> we waited a year. Yeah. <laughs> I had anticipated. So my secret method has to do with items that would have like a specific crowd or like niche market. So I developed (laughs) this method (laughs) when I was trying to sell some of my like old like college merch that like didn't fit me anymore. Or it's just like, why do I have like six sweatshirts? What then like, <laughs> I don't go there anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like the college I went to, it was like 10,000 people, not like a huge market. So what I did is kind of thought about, okay, if people are searching for this stuff on Poshmark, they are looking for like something really specific and they probably have like looked at similar items. So First, I searched just like, okay, UWL, which is the college, other items that were available on Posh, and there's only like 10 items. So like, there's not a lot. And then I started to look at those items and see if it had any like likes or comments. And then this is where it gets a little weird. I would like go to the people that liked the other items because like they're already interested in buying something UWL on Poshmark thinking, okay, if they were interested in this weird old shirt, they're definitely going to be interested in my sweatshirt. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. And I would message them. Yeah. What do you say to them? I should pull it up. I'm like embarrassed to pull it up. It's probably so cringy, but I would like add my item to their bundle and be like, Hey, it's like I noticed you would like other UWL sweatshirts. I thought you might let you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to let you know I have a couple, like, feel free to check on my closet. I have a couple UWL items that you might be interested in. And, like, it's a pretty easy thing when it's such a niche market because there's not that many, like, likes to go through. And it worked. (laughs) I sold, like, three UWL items this way, like, really quickly, really early on. And the people were, like, really nice about it too like they were really like they were kind of on the hunt for yeah i'm gonna be going to this college i want to have some of the sweatshirts and at the school store you can pay a lot of money for those yeah it was the perfect time too like it was exactly a year ago like in may like (laughs) people are just deciding what they're gonna like go to college and stuff and yeah so yeah i like other categories that would work for this method Yeah, I tried it with, I've done it with like a couple other like college items I've had, but they've been like bigger schools. So it's a little bit like harder just because there's more items out there. Um, But I think you could definitely do it with really any like sports team, maybe even like musical artists. That's what I was thinking. Cause I think, remember I had that panic at the disco shirt listed in my closet. And I think I also had a Hamilton t-shirt and I think I did try it with a Hamilton you did, t-shirt. You did, yeah. The musical. I can't remember if it worked or not. Probably not, but it's kind yeah. of, a, it's a good method if there's like a, there is like a niche audience interested in a specific thing or going to a specific event or school or something like that. 
Yeah. To really zone in on them. I think too, if you are like in college or like near like a college town, there's like a, a, when you're searching for people on Poshmark, you can prick like my school or like my city, like follow people that way too. So you could kind of potentially get more people that like would maybe be like, Oh, like I go to that school, like interested in your items naturally, but um, it is a little bit time consuming, but it has worked. It has, I have had it backfire a little bit too, where like I messaged someone about a school that had like red as their school color and they were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't mean to like the other item you were talking about. (laughs) So I was like, okay, never mind, Bye. (laughs) But definitely something to try out if you have those kind of items in your closet. Amazing. Our second secret, secret posh method is one that we do almost every day, which is sharing your closet one last time as late at night as possible. So think like right before you're going to bed. Really, it can't even be too late. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you could try this. Really, what (laughs) you're trying to do is cash in on all the people that are more night owls or like insomnia, like... I feel like that's such a thing where people stay up late browsing on their phones and maybe they're a little more susceptible to make a little bit of an impulse decision when it comes to making a purchase. So um, both of us, we always try to share our closets once right before we go to bed. And I would say more often than not, when we do do that, even especially like the later, the better, like midnight (laughs) where your items are going to be like the last items kind of shared before everyone goes to bed. So they're at the top overnight we always wake up to sales the next morning. Especially too, like since you're- um, Yeah, no, cause I'm on the- It's in the a West weird Coast. where it like, yeah. where it's in multiple time zones. I don't even know what you're doing over there, but like you kind yeah. of can cash in too on all the people like in the East Coast because yeah. of the time difference. So even if you're, especially if you're on the West Coast doing like a nine o'clock one if you're like depending you're on your catching schedule. that midnight crowd on the east coast <laughs> yeah and then doing another later one too if you could you know i think a lot of people share their closet for sure in the morning noon you know kind of 6 p.m kind of time but don't discount that night share people yeah are, people i feel like that is a secret prime time when people can't sleep and are you know you know kind of winding down maybe looking for a specific item and if your item was recently shared, you might get the attention of a few more buyers than usual. So our next secret posh tip is um, sometimes people will comment on your items asking for measurements um, just to make sure that it's going to fit them correctly. And this is kind of a two-part tip. So the first part is rather than commenting back to that person individually and just saying, oh, the rise is 10 and the waist is 30, whatever, um, to take a picture of the item with the like tape measure. So then say, hopefully your item sells before the like 60 day relist timeframe. But if it doesn't, then you already have that picture in your listing because when you relist it, the comments and the likes go away so you would like if someone had the same question again you would have to remeasure it if that makes sense so you could also add it to the listing too like in text but then also just reply to the person and just say hey i just added a picture with the 
measurements like let me know if you have any other questions yeah I think that's good too because sometimes especially you and I know when people like an item we add it to a personal bundle even if they only liked one item and sometimes that's where they'll actually ask us questions about measurements so then other people that can other people that are just seeing the listing and writing comments on the actual listing aren't aware of the conversations that are happening in the bundle usually so uh that taking the picture and actually adding it to the listing or adding it as text in the description either way um, makes it so everyone can see it still. For sure. The two-parter of the measuring tape pick is you got to kind of think like when someone's asking for measurements and then if you do decide to actually take a picture of like the measuring tape laying across the item, I found that sometimes I would just like you know, pull the item out of my inventory. Maybe it's been in a bin for a while. It's a little wrinkled. And then I'm laying it out like on the carpet, like taking this measuring tape picture. And it's like, it kind of makes the item, like that picture quality is a little bit worse than like my original pictures where I had freshly like made sure it was wrinkle free. I have it hung up on the wall. So you want to be mindful when you're taking the measuring tape picture that you're still giving it like a quality picture. Maybe even like turning up the exposure, making sure if you have like a preset you use for your listings that you do still edit that photo. So I'm thinking if people are looking at a listing and they're interested in it and they decide I'm going to, I want to buy it, but I just need to make sure it's going to fit. I'm going to ask for measurements. And then you come back with these pictures of it looking like not (laughs) as good. It's like, they're for sure going to look at those pictures and you want to make sure it's still, they're still gonna be interested in buying it based on those pictures yeah it's not marketing it well yeah deter them or something you're like why is it laying on the floor by your dog (laughs) (laughs) why is your dog in the picture (laughs) so measuring tape picks a good hack and then also just make sure you're, you're doing well with it so it's continuing to give your photos a good impression yeah so our next tip has to do with closet clear out days and liking your own item when you're doing a closet clear out. So just a little refresher on closet clear out. Basically, if you discount your item 10%, Poshmark will, it'll give the buyer $4.99 shipping and Poshmark will kick in the difference from the $7.11 to $4.99. So you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to pay for the discounted shipping. It gives the buyer a little bit of a discount too. Win-win. So exactly. So what we do is go through and send closet clear out messages in the bundle method to each person that has liked our item really since the last closet clear out day, just going through all of our likes, sending them the message, kind of explaining what the closet clear out is and asking if they're interested and telling them what price we'd be able to give them. Um, Yeah. And in the past, just so you guys know, we did a whole episode about communicating with buyers where we go into like a lot of detail about closet clear out. So definitely go back and listen to that episode. I know it's a little confusing if you don't know what it is uh, to try to explain briefly. It's kind of (laughs) complicated. Exactly. So if someone, we kind of end our message saying, are you interested? And if someone is interested, they'll comment back saying, yes, that'd be awesome, whatever. And then what you have to do is lower the price of the listing in order for Poshmark to kick in that it's like a closet clear out is happening basically. And the tip is to like your own item 
before you lower the price. So you can basically verify that it works you because you'll get the offer as well. Yes. Being like, blah, blah, just lowered the price. You can get it now for with $4.99 shipping. Um, that way, you know it worked. And if the, the buyer comes back with questions, you at least know it worked to begin with. So you can kind of like walk them through what to do next. I know before we knew about this tip, we would always be worried when the buyer would be confused. Like we would also be confused thinking like, did it work? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think like there, there are a few loopholes where it won't trigger. So I think, especially if you're new, it's a good tip to like your own item. That way you can be like resting assured that the offer did blast out to anyone who liked yeah. it because you got it too. Um, because I know like sometimes like I, it's happened to me where, it has to be 10% discount. You have to drop the price a 10% discount um, of the lowest historical price you've ever had that item set at. So I know in the past, sometimes like I've had an, a sweater listed at $30 and maybe I've dropped the price down to $20 before when I was like running a sale or just was like thinking I should drop it down and then decided to change my mind. I want to raise it back up. And then someone likes that item and wants to do the closet clear out. And then I dropped the price to $20 and it doesn't trigger because it's not yes. the historical lowest price. So you can kind of catch that with, with liking your own item. So you can make sure that it was a successful blast out to them. For sure. I think to closet clear out the lowest you can go is $10. Too. Oh, we used to get in trouble with that a lot too, where we'd be like, why don't you closet clear out for $8? And then they'd be <laughs> like, I didn't get the message. And then you're trying to give them the shipping discount and you're making like $1 when it's not adding up. up. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can't go lower than $10. So keep that in mind too. Never offer lower than that with a CCO. Yep. Our next secret tip kind of goes hand in hand with closet clear out and it is utilizing your phone's text replacements to store all of your kind of standardized messages that you use both with sending regular offers and with sending closet clear out messages. So I know originally when we, whenever anyone likes an item from us, we're always adding the item to a bundle and then we're sending uh, a little short message to them. And we used to have them copy and paste it in our notes of our phone. And we would just always go oh, back yeah. and copy and paste. Like we have pretty much a set message for when someone likes an item and it's not a closet clear out day. We're like, Hey, thanks so much for checking out my closet. I just sent you an offer on the item you liked in case you're interested in buying heart emoji. Yeah. XO, whatever. And then um, we have another one on closet clear out days. Like Maddie said, that's like, hi, for closet clear out today, I'd love to drop the price of this item to X amount of dollars. And then Poshmark will uh, trigger a shipping discount for $4.99 or lower. Are you interested in this deal? And it, it is, it does save time to just have those copy and pasted, but it saves even more time if you actually go into your phone, um, into your keyboard menu of your settings and you can make like a little shortcut. So anytime, anytime I type the word offers, it'll like auto generate the whole message for what I normally send if people like an item and I'm sending them an offer. And then I have another text replacement that says, like if I type the letter CCO, it will auto generate the whole message of what I sent for a closet clear out. Yeah. I also recently added one that is like a template of my listing description. As you know, listing descriptions has been 
a weak point of mine. Um, I feel like it's always, for some reason when I'm making a listing, it's like the part I just dread doing the most is like writing the description. So I have one now that has kind of a little format. So when I'm creating a new listing, it kind of fills in the bones of it. And then I just have mm. to add a few details about each item in. So those save a lot of time having those just auto generate. Does it say like color dash size dash? Like what, what kind of things do you have in that one? Yeah. So it has, so actually most of it isn't actually about the listing of the item. It's more, um, I, I have a spot for condition and then I have a spot at the end that's like, you know, I'm always accepting offers, hmm. follow along on Instagram here, listen to our podcast, like that kind of stuff. Just because I feel like that was the part that I was like not liking to write all the time. Um, so that way when it fills in, I basically just have to put the title of the item that I already copied from the title line. And then a few details about the item, like puff sleeve, buttons down the front, whatever, high rise, high waisted. And then I feel like it makes a more cohesive description overall than when I was just writing like two details about it and writing good condition. There is one downside to the text replacements. You got to be careful. <laughs> if you're going fast in your own life, sending personal messages and you happen to use the word offers, it'll like auto fill in that whole message. Um, which is like, hi, I'm Taylor. Thanks for stopping by my closet. I just sent you an offer, girly girl. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. And yeah. I have definitely, I, I mean, it happens a lot when I'm texting you, Maddie, because I feel like we're always talking I feel talking like about... we just don't even fix it when we do it to each other. Yeah. We're like, oh, I just sent offers. and it... How is your closet? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it has happened to be, it has happened to be a few times where I've caught it where like that whole message fills in and I'm like texting someone that doesn't even know what Poshmark is. And it would be really weird to send <laughs> this whole paragraph about, oh, I'm so thankful they checked out my closet. <laughs> but <laughs> one, so I normally catch it in time and then I can just delete it and be careful when I'm using that word. Um, but I had happened one time, it was when I was still working <laughs> um, at my last job and I was texting her and it's okay. It's tricky too. Cause if you have the emoji keyboard, um, and you're yeah. a bunch of emojis, like in your emoji keyboard, there'll be, it has like the first screen is all the ones you use the most often, you know? And then there'll also be like, if you're using these text replacements the most often, where, where one of the emojis will be, there'll be like a little like dot, dot, dot message sign, which is the closet clear out message <laughs> and the offers message. So you can also access it there in your keyboard. But if you're going fast and you're trying to send like laughing face emoji or heart and you accidentally bump one of those, um, then it also fills it all in. And that happened to me with a girl from work. <sighs> and she was like, oh, I used to do Poshmark. And I was like, cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you definitely got to be careful if you're using the text replacements. Just be aware when you're using those words. Or you could make it like... Something you don't ever use besides... Yeah, like the closet word. clear out one doesn't really come up unless I'm texting like one of you guys talking about closet clear out. Yeah. But offers does come up once in a while in everyday life. conversation. <laughs> also... But you gotta watch out for that emoji keyboard still. That's True. I got either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Big time saver, but if you're a fast texter in regular life, just be careful. That's our words of advice. Yeah. (laughs) Our next tip is if you have an item that is like new with tags or just newer in general, it might still be available original sale, I guess, on the retailer's website. So sometimes I'll check if it's on there and then you can actually just copy their description of the item and use that as like your whole description or part of your description. I know they use a lot of like, these are like professional writers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're using a lot of really good adjectives. They're also able to like put the, all these buzzwords like within a sentence, which I feel like is really nice. Yeah. I think it helps it make it more searchable. And if anything else, it helps you get the like the name that like free people or whatever is calling that shirt which Mm -hmm. is definitely helpful to have in your description um, when people are searching for it. So something to keep in mind if you come across a newer style or item um, to just check the retailer's website. Like I said, descriptions is like my least favorite part. Whenever we find the description already available online, I'm like, this is the best day ever. (laughs) So much better. (laughs) Yeah. Another tip we have is some of our top selling brands are like free people or anthropology and both of those brands have a lot of sub brands within the brand. Like I know free people, they have like their intimates line. That's like intimately free people. They have um, like an activewear movement one. They have a whole sub brand that's called we the free. Um, And then same thing for anthropology, especially anthropology. They have like house brands that don't even say anthropology in the title or have anything related to it. Like I know one is cloth and stone. Uh, There's one that's like Maeve, um, a few different ones there. And our tip is when you are listing an item that is one of these like smaller sub brands within the brand, we always make the brand listing on our Poshmark listing like anthropology or free people, like the main brand tied to it. Yeah. That just really helps with searchability. I would still put in the description and show a picture of the tag on the item, like which sub brand it is, but you just have to think as a buyer, they're going to be searching. Like if, if someone's a big fan of anthropology, um, they're, they're probably going to be looking for multiple of the house brands, not just wanting to zone in on one. And some people that maybe shop, um, that they, they don't have an anthropology or free people uh, nearby them to shop in person might not be aware of all these different sub brands and house brands. I mean, there's a lot to learn with that. So sometimes they're just looking for like a piece from the store. You know what I mean? True. Our last tip is, so when you first start reselling, you might think that in order to send out a package, you have to go to the physical Um, USPS store each time. And I know sometimes their hours are a little bit limited or just business hours. So it can be hard to get over there. So our tip is that you can actually put the like poly mailers in the like blue mailboxes that you see just on the like side of the road um, that you'd think maybe only letters can go in there. But if you have the Poshmark like sticker on your package, you can actually put your packages in there and it saves you a trip to the post office. Yes. And sometimes like before I knew this, when I go to the post office, it was like bumping. It was like so busy. You're like waiting in this line. Even if, you know, you do have like a box or a larger package that isn't going to fit in one of those blue mailboxes, 
Like, true. It's good to know that you still don't have to wait in the line. They usually have like a bigger drop box that you can use there. Or I know the workers have told me if you don't need a receipt, you can just leave it on the counter. And Poshmark is really good. Um, I mean, part of the reason they get the 20% from you too is that they really take accountability if items were to go missing or something. It, it isn't as necessary to get a receipt and tracking number uh, because once it's scanned in by the post office worker, it'll start tracking on Poshmark and the buyer can see it there. Whereas yeah. I feel like if you were selling like on Facebook Marketplace or on like uh, Instagram or something like that and you were mailing things out, like you would probably want the receipt so you could kind of confirm with your buyer that you had the tracking and have proof. But for both of us, it's like, don't wait in the line like ever. Yeah. <laughs> I know my post office has like a little drive-through section with the blue mailboxes too. And one of them has like a little bigger slot. So even if you have oh, a nice. larger package, you can kind of slide it in there too. So yeah, nice. don't wait in the line. That's a posh tip. <laughs> I waited in the line a lot when I first started. <laughs> yeah, same. So those are your posh tips. Yes. Very fun to talk about some of the lesser known tips on posh. Now that brings us to our favorite segment of the episode, our goals, goals update. So we are starting a new month. We're recording this early May here, May 8th. Yeah. Um, so first thing we want to do is recap on our April sales. So how did you end up the month, Mad? So my goal was 500 in gross sales. I ended the month at 333. So obviously missed the mark a little bit, but um, I'm still happy with that. I think the last couple weeks of April were pretty good for me, kind of getting back into the swing of things. So that's where I ended up sales wise. And then I also had a goal to just get out and thrift in Dallas, check out some spots. I think I went to three or four different thrift places so far. One of being one of those being Plato's Closet, which now I feel like I'm addicted to that. And I need to get out and try other places more too. <laughs> it's hard. Like Plato's has been so good lately. Definitely yeah. check it out if you haven't been. Yeah. Don't sleep on Plato's closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for April, for me, same thing. My goal was 3000 and I ended up falling short. I ended at 2305, um, which I think is still my best month ever. So definitely yeah. still happy with that. Uh, and so good. yeah, I think same thing. Like I feel like back in the swing of things and just still getting momentum to get towards my goals the next month. So excited about that. My other goal was to list 10 items per day and we broke it down. I think on average with how many items I listed in the month of April, I ended up averaging about seven items per day, which honestly is way like still better than I thought I was going to end at. So yeah. I'm really happy with that. Um, and a lot of the items that I listed in April also already sold in April. So I think it is uh, helping me drive more units of selling during the month. So definitely want to continue that too. Awesome. So going into May, then we'll be setting some new goals for the month and keep you guys updated on how it goes. So what are your new goals going to be? Yes. So for May, I'm doing my same goal from April. I'm going to try again to hit $3,000 for the month. 
we got one extra day this month. I think that might make all the difference. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's going to be my goal. 3000. I really want to hit that threshold. I don't know why. So yeah. Hey, if it's a day like yesterday, we have like $500 in sales. One yeah. extra day could make a big difference. <laughs> I know. Like I said, just with yesterday using Ashley from Recloth Collections method, um, I like doubled my May sales so far and currently I am trending to like make it by quite a bit. So as long as everything stays on track, I'm starting the month off strong. I think this might be my month to cross into the 3000s, which is so exciting to me. So that's awesome. My second goal, I know last month I was focused a lot on listing new items and I'm definitely still going to be sourcing and listing a lot of new items, but my goal for May is... I want to put a more focus on catching back up with my copy listing. Mm -hmm. I think especially now using the Friday method of sending offers to likers on the whole closet and getting those last ditch effort, lowest offers to everyone who's liked the item in the past. I really got to now be real with myself and make sure that I am staying up to date with the 60 days or longer listings um, being relisted on my closet. So they show up as new. I okay. have quite a few that are not up to date right now. So my goal is by the end of the month to have the entire closet up to date. So I think I should probably like break it down and figure out like how, how many, many I would need to do a week to, to hit that. Cause I think I have like probably over a hundred items that need to be copy listing. Gotcha. So, but yeah, that's my goal to have it be all up to date and feeling good for the summer. Nothing past 60 days, nothing older. Awesome. My goals for May. So I was looking back at like my best months, kind of like I was saying uh, with the Mercari thing earlier. Um, and I just like, didn't re like realize January I had $1,245 of gross sales, which I just was like, wow, proud of my past. Self. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to right now, I guess my, I'm trending to get to pretty much exactly $1,000 for May mm -hmm. of just how my sales have been going. So I think I'm going to kind of push it a little bit and try to beat that January number to just like try to keep getting better and like not limit myself, I guess. Like I really want to get out and thrift more. That kind of is my second goal to source three times a week, meaning like it could be like three stops all in one day or three different days or two different days or whatever, kind of spacing it out just to get some more new inventory in there. My closet right now is kind of small just with like moving and I haven't really been sourcing a lot in 2021, like I was saying. So I, I want to get more items in there. I think that'll help me get to that goal. But yeah, I'm excited for May. I'm feeling um, really excited about Posh overall. And Definitely. I think it's going to be a big month for us. So I think so too. I'm feeling good. Like, like you said, like, I feel like yesterday we both were just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's like ups and downs with it. Sometimes you're like not as excited to work on it. And then yeah. like yesterday was such a good day for both of us that we're like pumped on Poshmark again right now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Fresh start. Yes. So for May so far, where are we at? Where are you at, Maddie? I'm at 276. Awesome. So we're about one week in. Yep. Three weeks ago on trend for the thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How um, about you? I'm at 883 right now. Uh 
that day yesterday really helped bump me up. So I'm feeling like super happy about that number. I yeah. feel like we were saying like, you know, this time last year, my goal for the whole month was like $800. So it's crazy to have that in, in, in like one week. So yeah, for definitely sure. Definitely moving the right direction. Yeah. I myself like, oh, I'm starting off the month kind of slow. Like, will I be able to catch up? And now I'm like, ready to, t- ready to take it on. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, we'll keep you guys updated as May continues on how our goals are going and everything else. Alrighty. We'll talk to you guys next time. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to send in a question. If you have one for us, we're doing those on the air every week now. So we need some new questions. Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com.